The Overwhelm is Optional podcast is for you if you want to quit the struggle with overwhelm, you want to live life to the full, you don't want to compromise your health and relationships in order to have well-paid, satisfying, meaningful work. You want it all on your terms. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Overwhelm is Optional podcast, making overwhelm optional for you, which is what today's episode is about. Because this I really know, that for most of the people who start working with me, they don't really believe me when I say overwhelm is optional for them. They think, well, overwhelm's optional for you, Heidi, and I really like that, but Deep down, I don't really believe that it's optional for me. Does that sound like you? If it does, listen up. Because the thing is, you don't have to go from naught to 60. You don't have to go in or out. You don't have to say, overwhelm's optional for me. I'm going all in. I believe it. Or else nothing happens. If you just even entertain the idea that overwhelm is optional for you, magic starts to happen. And here's why. If When you believe that it's not possible for you at all, well, for a start, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast because what would be the point, right? But a lot of people get a lot out of the podcast just from listening, letting my words wash over them because it's starting to break that idea down. And as that idea breaks down, you start to change your expectations and you start to look at things differently. And that opens up possibilities. So even the idea, even just contemplating, pondering, entertaining the idea that overwhelm is in fact optional, even for you. And without you having to give up any of the things that you've worked really hard for, that changes things. So that's what I'm going to invite you to do with me in today's episode, just to entertain the idea, just gently, because it's a rebellious idea, isn't it? It is my fundamental premise of the gentle rebellion, that we just question that this is how things are supposed to be, because it doesn't make any sense. Not really, does it? It doesn't make any sense to accept that in order to have the life that you want, the dream life, the one that you've worked really hard for, the one that you were promised from a very early age would be worth working for. If you sacrifice now, work really hard, set up your business or get your qualifications, go to university, whatever it was, get the promotion, work really hard, do the overtime, go all in, be there, never let anyone down, then you would have a better life than people who didn't bother to do that. That was the deal, right? You didn't have to work this hard. You could have opted out. Many people do. Many people go, no, I'm not working hard. It's just not worth it. I'm not very bright or, you know, it's just not worth the emotional investment because it is an emotional investment from an early age to believe in yourself, to believe that it's worth working hard for a better life. That takes courage, that takes sacrifice. That takes guts. And you could say, well, Heidi, it didn't really for me because I was just the kind of, you know, student who worked hard or I was just always going to be the kind of person who wanted more than other people. Yeah, I get that. But you still made sacrifices. You still chose to work when other people weren't. 
you chose a different route and you expected things to be better. So it doesn't make any sense to then have this lovely life where you have a home that you love, you have a partner that you love, you have work that that pays well and was fulfilling or at times is fulfilling. But on top of that, you just to hold all of everything together, like this spinning plates thing, just to have all of that is costing you hugely just it's that doesn't make any sense by definition it doesn't make any sense because a successful life means that you reach a stage where you feel happy and contented where you're able to stop pushing and you're able to look around and go I made it look at this look at my glorious life I am so grateful that I took the time that I got my head down and I went for it because it was worth it that's success isn't it That doesn't mean it ends because we always want more because and we will always want more. And it's getting that balance, isn't it, between gratitude and contentment and, yeah, leaning back into the woohoo, look what I created. I'm so happy. And the and now I'd like to do this and this and this. And that's life. That's being a human who wants her full adventure. That is it. And, And getting that balance right. We're really grateful I've worked hard. I'm going to lean back into that. I've made it. And now I want this extra bit or I want to do something completely different. That's the adventurous in us. That, But that takes courage and that is rebellious because that's not what we've been taught. We've been taught that you have to always sacrifice. And then we get stuck in that. So we're we're not trained to stop. We're, we're trained to sacrifice. Nobody ever sits you down and says, um, Well, they might have done. Actually, my uncle said to me after graduating when I was 40, he said, be careful, because after we reach something like graduation, you know, a big high point, we we can fall into a hole. He was so right. So it takes practice, I think. Well, I know it does for me and it does for my clients. Um, It takes practice to kind of lean back and notice. Oh, look how far I've come. Look, I can enjoy my life now. I actually do have time. I do have space. I have a lot that I can lean back into. I don't have to keep pushing and sacrificing. But but it's the it's the reversing habits of a lifetime. And that takes commitment. And that commitment starts with realizing, oh, okay, so. I am successful. I really don't feel successful because I've got stuck. I've got stuck in that expectation that I'm going to wake up in the morning feeling overwhelmed, that I'm going to have to push through the day, that the day is more about coping than enjoying and feeling fulfilled. It's the noticing of that and then saying, but that's not what I wanted. And then this is the trick of the mind. So see if this is what's happening for you. What tends to happen is the mind, particularly when overwhelmed. So to me, this is one of the real um, signals of overwhelm, even if you don't necessarily feel overwhelmed because you are coping. Like I know I didn't realise it was overwhelmed, but looking back, I can see so clearly. Now I've worked with so many people who who have gone through the same as I went through or similar, is that overwhelm shuts down um, well, it does. It shuts down the prefrontal cortex because the overwhelm I'm talking about is overwhelmed that is when your nervous system is consistently put into high alert. So spinning plate, spinning plate, spinning plate is emergency, emergency, emergency. There's a bear, there's a bear, there's a bear. And and 
you may have heard me say this before, but if you're threatened with something life threatening like a bear, you don't want your prefrontal cortex online. You don't want to be there going, oh, I wonder what's the best thing to do. You just literally need to run or hide or, you know, stare the bear down, whatever bear tactics. We don't have bears anymore in this country, so I don't know the bear tactics. But, you know, there are bear ta- there are ways to save your life and they don't happen by by considering your options in an emergency. They happen by instinct and we have evolved to stay alive. But unfortunately, that evolving to stay alive gets us stuck in this constant pushing to survive, even when we are way past survival, way past it, which most of us are. Most of us are in in the Western world. And in actual fact, if you look at statistics for the whole world, there's wonderfully uplifting statistics, which really need to be shouted about, about how much better things are for everybody. So less war, less natural disaster, fewer natural disasters, like less extreme everything. More and more people are being lifted out of poverty. More and more people are safer, well-fed, have access to healthcare, you know, have more freedom. Life is actually getting better and better and better. And one of the problems for us is that our main streams of information are very negative and they are adding to our overwhelm by constantly inflicting us with that nervous system reaction to a bear. And over time, because we just, how do you cope with it? So I remember my first real difficulty with the news being when my, 32 years ago, when my eldest son was born and looking at this baby and then looking at the news. And I just, I couldn't, it didn't make any sense. Like the news, I think there was probably famines in Ethiopia at the time. And it didn't make any sense to hold this baby, to bring this baby into the world and then watch the news. I couldn't, I couldn't cognitively there's too much dissonance there doesn't make any sense there's nothing I could do to help the starving babies and why would I bring my baby into this horrible world didn't make any sense and that I became more and more sensitive to the news as I raised children maybe you can relate to this and so what do you do if you continue to watch the news and the news is continually pressing your nervous system into high alert the only way to cope with it if you can't do anything about it so if you can't react to it if you can't literally go and stop the war feed the starving children help people out medical if you can't do anything about that which for most of us we can't but we feel like we have a duty we ought to know what's going on in the world and I say know what's going on in the world in inverted commons because there are so many good things going on in the world which we are not told about and I would argue that the news isn't what's going on in in the world. It's the stuff that sells. It's the stuff that's going to get the fastest nervous system reaction. And that is dangerous, which is why I did a whole episode, I think it was 18 months ago, about why you you might want to consider not listening to the news. Now, personally, I found it hard not to look at the news over the crisis of the last two years because it's been there's been so much anxiety and uncertainty it's been such a bizarre time but I'm gradually weaning myself back off it or or doing one technique which I find really helpful which is to just sort of cover the heart you know to really like look at look at the news in a 
in a in a way that protects you so that the nervous system isn't being constantly activated because it's unhelpful it doesn't solve the problems and it absolutely destroys your life quite literally because it it causes overwhelm it causes that when our nervous systems are continually put into high alert they get stuck and we're not aware of it because we can't be aware of it because we can't run all the time but what are we doing we are running all the time but in a kind of stuck way so i think see if you relate to this i know what happens to me or used to happen to me it doesn't anymore is i'll be sat at a desk but my body's in kind of flight reaction and and what happens is I just press lots of buttons. <laughs> it's like I go check my email again, check my email again, get rid of that, delete that. Da, 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 da. And it's trying to like swat down. It's I'm fighting a bear, but it's not a real bear. But I'm using the same part of my nervous system. And the stress reaction is very strong, obviously, because it's designed to save our life. But when it's constantly activated, it's really not good for us. Stress affects every system in our body of course it does it's going to shut down the ones that aren't important to keep going in order to save our life which is why we ended up with not being able to sleep not being able to switch off not being able to digest our food and not being able to be present with those we love and not being able to see all of the good stuff that's already here because we are stuck in emergency mode now once you decide that you don't want that, that that's not for you, that you're going to take control of that, that you're going to decide overwhelm. So the nervous system completely overwhelmed, the mind shuts down and the mind can only see two equally unappealing options because that's the bare thing, run or fight or freeze or whatever. That symptom, if that's applied to your life now, that tends to result in I have to keep pushing through the overwhelm, stress and exhaustion, at least temporary, and I say temporary in inverted commas, temporary, um, extreme um, overwhelm, followed by periods of less overwhelm, but kind of more exhaustion. And then occasional brilliant high points like holidays or weekends or this occasional moment of, oh, my life is really good. I just keep going. That or <laughs> um, I have to downsize my dreams. So those are two equally unappealing, but tempting. They're both quite tempting, aren't they? One is what you know, so you're comfortable. We get comfortable with the discomfort of overwhelm, exhaustion and stress, but we're keeping going. And it's, it's, it's very sneaky because it feels like we're winning. You know, if you get through a day that's been difficult and you sit down, and you're like, yeah, but thank God that day's over. But I did achieve this, this. I did like I did keep the bear at bay. It feels like we're winning. But I don't believe that life is about winning against stress. I believe life is about living fully your full adventure, that there's more fun to be had, that there's more there's more of a game to be had. And it's a serious game because it's your life. And I know that you want a really good life. That doesn't mean, when I say full adventure, I don't mean like, you know, so obviously my my life can come across as a bit, I don't know, fuller than than you might want. But that's because I've chosen as a business to, to stand up and say, because I'm on a mission to say, it's possible. It's possible to have the life you want. Absolutely. In fact, I would argue it's the only way to have the life you want is to say, overwhelm's not for me. I'm going to do something about it. Because then you can see 
all of the well there's two things one you can see the easier ways because there are actually limitless options to you not two terrible ones and and secondly of course overwhelm shouldn't be part of your dream life because it's awful <laughs> it's not it's no way to be it's just it's it's not acceptable it's not acceptable it's not for me it's not for you let's do something about it so decide overwhelm is optional for you not just because it's optional for me and I've made it optional for me, but because even entertaining the idea, even thinking about it is really good for you. Yes, it causes, it can cause this kind of rebellious, oh, but I don't think it's really optional for me. Look, and you can give me, I I would love actually to sit down with you and have this conversation. Please book a discovery call with me and just let's sit down and have this conversation. I love these kind of conversations. You can sit down and you can tell me all the reasons why overwhelm is not optional for you. And I will take you through it. And by the end of that call, you will see all the ways to make it optional for you and how amazing that would be. God, I love conversations like that. So this week, I am challenging you to entertain the idea properly that overwhelm is optional for even you. And this is how I would do it. I would notice all of the ways that overwhelm is really not okay with you. Now, this isn't much fun. This is the muddy bit. But the muddy bit is is necessary. And we know this, don't we? For any transformation, for any up-leveling in our life, we have to get down in the mud and realise and really take stock and be honest with ourselves. So go really gently resist gently rebel against the idea that you have to go in really hard like some you know fire walking personal growth just go gently just kind of like oh yeah I woke up this morning I felt really overwhelmed I'm noticing that notice it neutrally get hold of the one minute mark go to my website download the one minute mark and use that to help you because that'll keep it neutral and that will keep your nervous system out of high alert so that's a really good way to support yourself So you could messy journal this out. You could um, just ponder it. You could let it. You could just notice. You could do a little like um, noting down on your phone during the day or on a bit of paper. Oh, yeah, I noticed that. I found it really hard to make that decision. Or when I sat down to do something, I procrastinated. Procrastination is a real clear sign of overwhelm because procrastination is where we become disconnected to our real purpose. So we keep forgetting. What was it I wanted to do again? What was it? What was my life? What was my purpose? What was going to make me happy? I thought I had this idea. It's the whole thing that happens with New Year's resolutions. You know, we go through this. Yeah, I really, really want that. And then we procrastinate and it's it's overwhelm. Because it's very, very difficult to stay doing things on purpose through overwhelm. We have to allow the overwhelm to lift so we can stay connected to our hearts. We have to get out of the mind into the heart and really connect with what's important to us. So procrastination would be a signal. Waking up in the morning is, is probably the best time to do it. So if I think about how I used to wake up in the morning, I used to wake up and often I'd feel really tired. Sometimes I'd wake up with that real push energy of, yeah, I'm going to kick ass today at work. I'm on it, you know, because I did love my work. This isn't about going from, oh, I hate my life to I love my life. No, 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 no. I don't work with people who hate their life. I work with people who have worked really hard to create a life that they actually want to keep all the good bits. They just want it free now, free of overwhelm, stress and exhaustion, because they're done with that, but they don't quite believe it's possible for them. That's my people. So 
I used to wake up in the morning and already my mind would have hijacked my day. You know, in the way that your mind just goes, right, you need to do this, 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 this in order for today to be okay. It's that keep going, keep going, keep going, push, push, push. And even on days when I, you know, I didn't wake up, if I'd woken up every day going, oh God, I hate my life, then I could have done something about it before, but I didn't. I woke up, you know, I was really like revving myself up, but what I was doing was pushing and that push energy in the end just depleted me. It's exhausting. So I don't have that now. That's gone. I don't want that. It's not helpful because I'm pushing myself. And when I'm pushing myself, I'm going against myself. I wish to go with myself. And I've had to learn to be much more gentle on myself because in general, I don't think I was good at I just wasn't good at that. I just I didn't like to let myself off the hook. I thought if I let myself off the hook, I might sit down and go to sleep for a year. And I didn't want that. I didn't want to miss a year. So because I wanted a full life, I thought I had to push myself really hard. I thought I had to be better at things. So I was constantly trying to improve myself. So and constantly trying to get better at getting things done so that then I could be happy, so that then I could feel fulfilled, so that then I could find peace and contentment, so that then my head would be empty because there wouldn't be anything else left to do. And we know this doesn't work because the more we push to get stuff done, the more stuff we find and the more we get stuck in getting stuff done. It's not that we don't want to get stuff done. It's that we can't do everything. So we need to get out of overwhelm so we can be really clear about what are the important things the things that really matter and also being able to switch that off and stop getting things done. Now, you might think, oh, my God, I couldn't possibly do that. Well, the thing is, if we don't learn to stop getting things done, then we never actually live because the life that we were working really hard to maintain, that's what getting things done is, isn't it? It's either improving our life or, or maintaining our life. But if we're always doing that, we're not actually living the life. We're not actually, That's why we don't feel successful. Being able to stop getting things done, to know that all of the things that need to be done are safe. They're going to get done. And if then and if they're not going to get done, it's because you've made an empowered choice. Yeah, I'm choosing not to do that right now because I really, really want this instead. So it's about choice rather than overwhelm, which just drives us. It's like it's like batting at flies, you know, overwhelm. It's just this kind of, oh, just keep getting, get that fly out of the way, get that fly out of the way. It's reactive rather than responsive. Being able to pause and respond is incredibly empowering. And it's actually that feeling that feels like success is when we are in control, when we take charge. And I don't mean in control in a rigid way. I mean in control as in I am choosing today. I am choosing how I show up, what I show up for. I am choosing to take a whole hour for lunch and I'm going to really enjoy it because in my life, I get to do that. It's, it's, it's purposeful, responsive living in alignment with ourselves, with our own rhythms. It's about self-acceptance. It's about this is who I am and right now this would make me really happy and I'm going to make time for it because I recognise that the old way of doing things, the pushing, the sacrificing, the constant postponing of happiness is overwhelm. And I choose not to operate from that. I choose to get things done in a different way. I choose to live in a different way. So I think noticing in the morning could be really helpful because noticing the overwhelm as soon as it hits you and pausing and just noticing it in itself is powerful. 
because after a few days of noticing it, you'll be like, oh, this is interesting. So my days really do start where I'm not really taking charge of my day. No wonder I feel overwhelmed. No wonder I don't feel very happy about it. No wonder it feels like I never have any time to myself because when we feel like we don't have time to ourselves, we it's horrible. It's, it's crushing, isn't it? It's like there's no space for you in your own life. And yet you're working really, really hard. And then that's where the resentment and the exhaustion comes from. It's so frustrating when you're working really, really hard for a life that there's no actually no space in it for you. That doesn't make any sense. You are the most important person in your life. It's your life. Only you can decide to make it your life as in, yeah, I don't want overwhelm. So I'm going to learn how to deal with that. I want more of this, which will be whatever brings you joy, peace of mind, contentment, safety, um, that fun silliness that we so need. It's so nourishing. Whatever it is that you want more of. Dealing with the overwhelm first starts to unpack these things. I believe that accepting that you're the kind of person who gets overwhelmed and that you're going to do something about it to make it optional for you. I believe that is the key to finding out how to have exactly what you want, which is the full life without compromise, without having to downsize to cope with it and without having to stay in high stress to cope with it. Those two options are not real. They're pretend. That's the overwhelm. Outside of that, if we lift the overwhelm off, there's lots of ways for you to live. Lots of ways, of course there are, but they're locked in your heart. And the key is to get out of the head, out of the overwhelm and really listen to the heart. But that takes courage and it takes practice to deal with the overwhelm because to start with it can be like, oh, if I listen to my heart, then I've got even more stuff that I'm not doing and achieving. So I wouldn't recommend going straight from, I don't know, feeling really overwhelmed and disappointed with yourself because no matter how hard you work, you just don't feel that at ease in your in your life. I wouldn't go from that to like trying to connect with your heart and go, what do I want instead? If that's going to add to your overwhelm, never do anything that adds to your overwhelm. Just deal with the overwhelm. How to deal with the overwhelm? I've done lots and lots of episodes on how to deal with the overwhelm before. This week, though, I would recommend just entertaining. Go really gently with a gentle rebellion of, oh, I wonder what it would be like not to have overwhelm. So to do to do that, you can notice the overwhelm and then you could imagine not having it. So anytime you like first thing in the morning is a great one. Anytime you're really noticing, oh, yeah, that's overwhelm. Oh, I wonder what it'd be like to wake up without overwhelm. And and just playing with that curiously. Oh, what would it be like if I wasn't overwhelmed? Or what would it be like if I was less overwhelmed? Because going from lots of overwhelm to none is just like too big, <laughs> too overwhelming. So just I'm just going to invite you this week to actually imagine it's true what I'm saying. Overwhelm is optional, even for you. Entertain it. Just play with it. See what happens. See what shifts. And if you'd like to let me know what comes up for you, I'd be delighted to know. You can DM me on Instagram or you can just email me Heidi at HeidiMark.co.uk. Always lovely to hear from you. Right. Have a great week. Oh, and if you haven't got the um, one minute mark to help you, 
do go and get it. So just go to my website, heidimark.co.uk, and um, one of the buttons on the front page will take you straight to signing up for it. And it comes with three emails to help you um, use it. So I've noticed quite a few people seem to immediately go unsubscribe as if I'm going to overwhelm you with a ton of useless, annoying emails, which I'm not going to do. So please make sure that you check your junk folder and, and receive those three emails to help you use it. Because, yes, it's a magical audio, but it, you have to commit to using it. And it's just helpful. Well, anyway, I took some time to create three emails to help you use the audio. So please do get those. Anyway, have an unexpectedly lovely week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If this resonates with you, please use the like, subscribe and share buttons to help other people find their way here too. And please do go to www.heidimark.co.uk forward slash the one minute mark with an E to join my mailing list and receive my free one minute life changing audio practice.